Alright, what's cracking peeps? Back again with another rant into the microphone about a particular topic that occurs to my consciousness and the topic today is a topic of addiction and um, yeah, it's um, other ones where I'll just see what flows out and you know Hopefully you can sort of relate to what I say related to, you know, your own life. Because I think um, addiction, whether, in a, you know, we can learn about addiction, about, you know, ourselves from contemplating it, you know. Um, I guess, how could I start this discussion? I guess we can talk about, like, what it particular, particularly is and... You know, how do we judge, for example, when a, you know, a pattern of behaviour that may have initially brought us a sense of, you know, gratification, instant gratification, um, immediate short term. Because um, I think that is something that, you know, whilst there's a lot of often shame felt about when one has a sort of a pattern of behaviour that seems to have almost accelerated and got out of control and it can feel very humbling to have that feeling that, you know, oh, you know, there are these sort of parts of me that, you know, will sort of almost like, they're, they're so habitually ingrained that it's almost like this sort of robotic or subconscious sort of pattern just flows out kind of you know without that sort of conscious deliberate kind of you know which it's a difficult kind of you know choice maker it's like we sort of feel as though you know we have conscious choices that we can you know sit back from an event or sit back from a situation and not be you know you know a prisoner to the whims and flows of like instinct and I guess sort of like in an addictive pattern there is this sort of sense of becoming a certain prisoner to some particular thing or activity or you know you know substance food um, I mean it's uh, we can categorize all of the different like like we can categorise all the different variants of addiction and obviously there is going to be sort of um difference in, you know, say, you know, how a person would relate to, you know, a particular addiction to psychoactive substances, you know, because there is like obviously variety in the types of psychoactives, you know, the, you know, it's like with different effects on the nervous system and there are, I think there are certainly um, categories of substances which you know, you know, whilst, whilst I may sort of like, whilst we have this sort of, you know, the common easy and hard drug sort of categorization, which sort of tries to split, you know, you know, pass the substances into what are going to be potentially more toxic for your body, uh, more dependency forming, more, you know, you know, you know, more-ish in terms of you know, when when one can starts to consume it, there's a there's an urge to you know redose, you know, compulsively redose, um, which 
you know, and I'm talking here about, you know, substances like cocaine, for example, or, you know, short-term acting, you know, ketamine can somehow have this, this quality, um, you know, particularly, you know, because, um, especially, you know, you know, well, I mean, when insufflated, meaning, you know, inhaled in your nostril, um, that tends to have a, you know, a shorter duration, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I had to say, it's, 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 because I, I sort of was, you know, I, there is a highlighting of these risks, you know, that most of our conventional sort of discourse seems to, you know, look at the sort of, you know, overemphasize the, you know, potential health effects of it, you know, as a sort of, as highlighting the, the danger of it to carry, you know, not, not the generalized notion that you can consume these substances, you know, safely, you know, as well as like, according to your nervous system, because kind of with all these sort of substances, if everyone, you know, you know, whilst, whilst I'm, you know, I've understand I've distracted from sort of initial conversation from addiction to going to like, you know, you know, um, harm reduction and, you know, what is a, a safe way to consume substances. Um, I, I guess sort of one, one should sort of consider obviously, you know, the purity of the substance, whether it's like a gel tracer with anything and, you know, that, you know, I guess you have the logical ways of doing it. It's like in terms of like testing, reagent testing the substance, um, ensuring that it isn't from, you know, a very shady, you know, source is likely to, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's unfortunate risk of the prohibited market for a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things because, you know, we, we, there aren't the same um, safety regulations which one could um, apply to the producers, which, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, a, you know, that it, it is, that is what it is, I suppose, for the, for the time being, um, depending on, you know, the war on drugs and dr drug prohibition, you know, you know, whilst it's easy to sort of think, be, have like such political inertia sometimes, um, and think, oh, it's not coming. Uh, you know, we still be, we still have this sort of conversation about cannabis, which I think is an absurd sort of thing to have. Like, you know, the whole question, oh, should the UK legalize cannabis for recreational use? It's, it's just fucking absurd to me that we're even asking this bloody question. You know, at this, you know, this period of time we're in. Um, you know, but I suppose. Yeah, these, I don't know, it is, it is what it is, um, but I've got distracted from, yeah, so substances, there are certain, you know, I think it is sort of, whilst I, I think sort of addiction is less about the particular substance itself, I think it's more about the, the sort of pain or the, the trauma um, in the individual that encourages the, the search for um, things that work to mitigate that, the distress to mitigate um, and perhaps even provide, you know, you know, a comfortable, soothing, um, you know, it soothes the pain sometimes and also in can enhance a variety of activities um, you know, say cannabis can, can make, um, you know, food much more enjoyable, sex more enjoyable, 
um, it could you know it, it make a movie more entertaining it could it can facilitate in me sort of deeper thoughts philosophically um, and enables me to sort of sit um, well I guess sort of I mean the use of cannabis was a like critical element of my sort of early um, meditative um, exploration I, I think it was sort of almost a shamanic initiation into a um, a sudden shift to my um, my experience the way I was sort of looking at the world or it was like it's a sudden it's a radical multi-sensory meta level meta experiential transformation that it's sort of in a metaphorical and understand dualistic way of saying um, I felt like I was just an observer of the theatre of my mind for you know in a or and initially when it sort of came on I noticed I got the, the giggles very strongly which was like a sort of surreal but also very entertaining thing to to have um, and like it was almost like the, the muscle interactions when you're sort of getting the giggles in your cheeks and for example and they're like you know it was an involuntary kind of you know involuntary like humor kind of as always they were it, you would some some I guess I would imagine it could shock people if they like get the giggles and they like they can't literally cannot stop giggling um, with their mind you know uh, how that could maybe like trigger a feeling of like losing control like the fear of losing control and um but no it was um no it was interesting it's sort of you know it's uh you know the I think and it, like I, I think certainly like it's it's disappointing to me that uh like people in our like western culture have been brainwashed by the war on drugs there's a general sort of disdain for people who consume cannabis um you know we still have these stereotypes of them being you know a lazy pothead stoner who just well there's just that sort of it's not seen as an intellectual activity um there isn't really respect for how it's been has a rich history of uses by in by yogis it can certainly be a powerful aid to meditation although of course like this is uh, i would this is what I, if, if one hasn't actually consumed cannabis um i wouldn't you know i mean always with these things start off like like sm slowly and um like see how your nervous system responds um first and foremost kind of but you know I mean, physiologically, I would I would say that cannabis is perhaps I mean, obviously, naturally, it it's dependent on you know the, the consumption method, um, the the variance of cannabis that one is consuming because people like to reduce the complexity of you know a drug by thinking weed refers to every you know weed you know you know this we think weed is just one thing when it's like no it's a fucking plant you know and it's a plant with a variety of different you know strains and um you know say uh, and with each strain you know there's different varieties of cannabinoids which thereby alter the you know the 
experiential and physiological effects. Like, um, there's definitely, like, you could argue that um, there's going to be, you know, different strains of weed that are going to be more intoxicating um, uh, than others, like, say, like a very high THC, um, you know, low CBD strain, as they're sort of commonly, you know, referred to in the, the British media, skunk. You know, what a, what a nice name, skunk, and this sort of, and even just that sounding of the word skunk weed is like, it's sort of, oh, maybe this is my projection, but it has that sort of like, oh, sort of like mild disgust reaction. And I think, yeah, that's a sort of, a general thing is the sort of, the, dis, the disgust, maybe it's similar to the fear, sort of, the fear reaction when we're sort of, um, I mean, this isn't obviously not everyone holds this view, but it's um, it's the sort of view, the rationale, the fear, the um, lack of understanding, ignorance, I suppose, which is, um, which is you know I think certainly held for, um, you know, for cannabis, it's like, um. Oh, let me just collect my thoughts, um, because whilst, like, I can certainly understand and see and have personally experienced, um, sort of, like, uses of patterns of cannabis, which, you know, you know, you know, could, you know, where, where it has sort of been a certain, maybe, coping mechanism or something that, you know, I became too attached, or it was sort of, it occupied, like, the use of it, sort of, was, because uh, cannabis is sort of, I think for, it's useful for certain kinds of cognitions, I think, at least my nervous system has sort of figured out, you know, a certain relationship where I can find it can sort of, like, you know, enhance or tap into different modes of cognition, but I understand as well that, um, you know, like it's that other sort of, like a sub, like acute, like in cannabis, the acute sort of, into well, whatever you call it, intoxication or, you know, ingestation of like cannabis, and you, you can, you know, controlling dose and stuff like that, you know, I can understand like, you know, you can always, you know, be too high to the point where it's like you can't really do anything productive. But if you do, you know, when you develop a sort of an understanding of like, oh, this is how much, this is how much is like comfortable for me for these sorts of things, and versus like, oh, like, you know, because I, I, I can appreciate as well. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, you can do it and be quote-unquote productive um although i'm sort of i say productivity i think productivity is always like a sort of yeah oh, that's a well that's a, a tangent if i would ever make one but um uh well cannabis in essence is like it's going to be different for each individual and different in terms of you know um the type of you know cannabis that you are like consuming, you know, if you're, say, consuming a strain with more CBD content or even CBG or any of the other sort of cannabinoids, you know, like, especially even if you 
because most people who smoke weed when they buy it from a street dealer is going to be one that's almost entirely bred with THC um, rather than you know the THC CBD ratio would be heavily skewed towards THC because that's um, what produces um, in a prohibition well it's in, in a prohibition um, economy it's sort of there's this thing called the iron law of prohibition which is how um, the the, uh, the potency of the substance will tend to increase because um, you know it's you know it becomes sort of more profit profitable for like uh, manufacturers to you know smuggle a uh, high potency product because you can you know get more in a you know smaller unit basically for and like it's sort of something that happened like with I mean, I'm talking in like general terms, but during like alcohol prohibition in the twenties, like you know, it would, it would, you know, it became oh, what? Oh, well, I should have really scripted. It was. It, oh, now I'm sounding like uneducated. I can't. But oh, that's just my inner anxiety. But uh, um, yeah, it was like the bootleggers would always have like high, higher strength liquor, you know, rather than say, um, you know. You know, a beer, you know, or you know, and it's um, I mean, when sort of like heroin was like first introduced to the market, it would often be like these cough syrup conduct concussions, um, which were obviously at, like a lower sort of potency to you know, uh, what's available on the street now, kind of, which is you know, you know, obviously far more, you know stronger but um i guess sort of to come back to cannabis and addiction um like can like cannabis addiction can sort of you know you can understand it or well it's not really it's it's similar in other ways to other to other addictions like i've sort of said but you know at the end it's a sort of a narrowing of the sort of the um it's a narrowing of sort of um, attentional awareness, um, you know, of the things that you can derive reward from, derive um, meaning, uh, intrinsic sort of enjoy, euphoria, kind of. I mean, this is this is obviously not just exclusive to cannabis addiction, which you know, which I, I, I'm sort of, you know, I'm just talking about. I've, it's only I'm not, you know, I don't want to concentrate on cannabis addiction in particular. I'm trying to work, trying to talk about addiction as a general thing um but you know cannabis can provide instant relief instant gratification which you know if someone has you know if someone finds relief from a certain substance you know and it enables them to be more you know operational um more functional in certain respects and enjoy um spice of other stuff you know I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taught. Like, I, I think it's so reductionistic to, you know, look at the consumption of a particular psychoactive in someone's life and immediately assume that it's pathological or that they are addicted or dependent upon that sort of thing. Like, but yet we don't tend to have the same re reaction with them. Um, you know, say, you know, alcohol generally, you know, our culture tends to have more of like a, um, a stigma against cigarette smoking, maybe, 
um, you know, it's seen as like dirtier to, um, like, you know, you're giving yourself lung cancer, but, you know, drinking alcohol isn't considered a carcinogen as much for some reason. It's, um, you know, it's, even though I would sort of argue that, well, it's not really an argument, it's um, more of a claim, of, well, well, as far as what a fact is, but where, you know, alcohol is obviously, um, more toxic for your bodily organs than, um, you know, it's cannabis, very simply, like, you know, you often hear a lot talked about, um, the IQ, the memory, um, the cognitive deficits of people who smoke weed, it's uh, interesting, but I, I, I think very much, like, a lot of the drug science is, you know, because most of its funding comes from NIDA, you know, the National Institute for Drug Abuse. It's primed to find negatives, to rationalise a political, you know... It's, well, it's, maybe it's implicit in... Well, it's implicit in the research in terms of get, to get finding. They're more motivated to find a negative kind of result, kind of. And, um... Because... I've, I've, you know, cannabis... You know, it's, you know, oh, you know, there's always that part of me, it's like, is it copium? Am I just sort of rationalising being addicted to cannabis? But, like, if one, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, because often, you know, and this is the thing, like, I, I, genuinely, I genuinely think that, you know, That most individuals, and obviously, you know, addiction always comprise a minority of the use of pretty much, you know, most of the substances, psychoactives, uh, we see in, you know, populations. And, um, and of those that do become addicted, um, we need to look at, you know, you know, because, I mean, they, they, um, there are certainly cases where you know, someone becomes so ensnared in a, you know, a pattern of, um, almost this unbearable ability to sit with the, um, the present or the pain of the present. So one, you know, I mean, they're, they're, to give like, to be, you know, quite clear, like there are cases sometimes of like, which I've read about alcohol addiction, where it's been so bad for an individual that, that you know, their entire day would be, you know, comprised of waking up and drinking into a stupor, for, and then like being awake for you know about six, seven hours of their day, you know, until they eventually pass out from. I think it's like this. This it was a case from this book called The Biology. Of desire by Mark Lewis, who's also like very interesting. Um, he's a very interesting um, neuroscientist. He's also like talked about his own sort of experiences with addiction in his book called Memoirs of an Addictive Brain, which I would certainly like recommend. It's um, quite you know he's sort of had like an extreme um, you know addiction to uh, um, you know psychedelics even somehow like. Um, 
and also like heroin and other sort of substances. But then, obviously, in his later in life, he, um, you know, I mean, he well throughout his life he was sort of, um, you know, academically inclined. But um, uh, but you know, obviously, you know, it's when when one is seriously addicted as he was, you know, um, that can impair, you know, um one's ability to think or profession, you know, professionally hold down a job, but, um, and I, th and I think it's, um, yeah, the, um, we, 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 how much shame should one have for using a particular, you know, coping mechanism or, you know, it's, because coping mechanisms aren't just, you know, drugs that we like to use that scary word. Um, you know, it's, I think, to be honest, I, I do think our conversation regarding, you know, this cluster of things that you consume to alter your mind or and nervous system, you know, I think drugs is sort of, um, it's a very strong, you know, it's a lot of baggage with that word, so I think I, I tend to prefer to use like psychoactive substances, you know, or I don't know, maybe there's a better word. I I, I mean, I guess like, when you get into, you know, the you know the variety, you know, there are obviously like stimulants, depressants, um, can and uh, cannabinoid, uh, yeah, cannabinoids, cannabis, uh, opium, well, the uh, the opioids class deliriants, dissociatives, and and obviously psychedelics, entheogens, as they're somewhat called. Um, and so it's, and these all operate on, you know, various, you know, um, brain pathways and have differential effects upon, you know, the nervous system, not just in the brain, but in the the body, or if we want to reify that sort of that dichotomy, um, and some certainly have a, um, a a stronger body load than you know others. You know that one will. You know you're going to recover from a uh, you know an alcohol binge. You know um, in a different manner to you know you know a, a weed binge or whatever. You know it's a uh, so, and like, yeah, it's, um, and so like, I think it's definitely like, there, there, yeah, that's, it one, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say that for that try I'm not, I'm not going to be overly glamorous about sort of altering one's mind, you know. I'm not going to say, I don't recommend it, um, as a general thing, it's, because it's, I think, obviously, it's, it's easy, there's always that risk of sort of, like, thinking, oh, but, well, by talking about drugs in this light, I'm saying that they, you know, well, well, I'm saying that it is always appropriate to, for a particular individual to use, say, you know, a psychedelic, you know, or to smoke weed, or whatever, um, or to explore it, or be curious about it, because I, 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 I'm not going to say that, 
you know that it can cannot be a potentially um, stressful thing because sometimes sometimes people find you know cannabis anxiety inducing and sometimes it's this is partially a product of you know the fact that strains tend to be THC dominant um, often when one sort of uses a strain which is more you know has a high sort of CBD ratio which um, um, CBD like it's often said to have like an entourage effect with the THC and it can mitigate some of the more anxious more um, intoxicating um, effects of uh, cannabis and that can make for a less stressful experience and because a lot, a lot of the time people will try weed for the first time and um, in an environment where they're drunk and um, because their inhibitions are low and they're like oh I'm going to try this for the first time and then they don't bark and they, they you know they, 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 they you know that's sort of yeah, pretty fucking disorientated by the experience, and they're like, "Oh, I don't like weed. Um, I'm not. I couldn't have. You know, it's yeah, and I and I don't. Th and yeah, it's. I think that most, in general, with um, most psychoactives, um, I think people. The norm is for people to use them, have fun, and generally not like severely toxic effects on their body um, I think you know there can be the, we like to use the word functional addict which um, also which again is just um, it's just an example of our bias it's not an example of truth you know it's someone who drinks coffee every day or every other day you know um, an addict to coffee um, I guess an addiction is where it's sort of well, some of that's that provides short-term relief, but at a sort of a um, a pattern of um, at a pattern of frequency or a pattern of quantity um, that is, you know, um, not, you know. No, that is obviously taking away from other um, important things in their life, say health or mental or physical health um, relationships. When it starts to, um, you know, interfere with those sort of like aspects that one consciously kind of you know values, but they, it feels like they are sort of again, you know, this deep repetitive part of them is sort of, you know overpowering the, the rational mind. I mean, I'm using all these things to, it's just, and it's sort of this deep ingrained habit that's sort of been accumulating over, you know, months or years. And so there's like entrenched neural pathways that are difficult to unlearn, you know? Learning leads a, a mark on the brain and the nervous system and addiction is a, a for also a form of learning that's, um, you know, particularly it's a kind of tuning of your dopaminergic motivational reward system to seek out and get attached to the things that become, that provide infinite relief, instant relief, instant gratification. And I'm talking like, it's, I think, so much, I mean, scrolling on Instagram, um, you know, 
uh, binging Netflix video games, um, music, um, certain people, certain uh, food, sugar. And it's like, I think, I think, you know, we like, we often hear moderation, finding an optimal balance, um, finding the golden mean, because, you know, one may, whilst I, I certainly respect the pursuit of sobriety and of, you know, um, the so, the so, because you know, often the uh, the res the uh, the proposed solution to stuff like drug addiction is stop the drugs, rather than, and whilst that is part of the process, I suppose it's um well obviously reduce consumption. I think it's um you know well often you know the the sobriety movement sort of assumes that. You know, it's um, you know the most optimal solution is you know you know an entirely baseline um, baseline sober consciousness. I mean, but I'm like, well, well, what is exactly a sober consciousness? We're always tripping on serotonin on a certain in a certain manner, kind of, and you know, whilst we, I mean, it's you know, it's sort of, and I, I think perhaps we're not respecting the amount of neurodivergence, really, in human beings, and how, you know, whilst this may be appropriate for certain individuals, um, are we going to say it's, you know, no no one can use a psychoactive, certain psychoactive and have a pet positive relationship with it. And I, th I think as soon as we can acknowledge that someone can like use this in a way that is you know not ruining their life not turning them into a horrible selfish um person um but rather it is something that can you know connect them with other people as well i think communal you know psychoactive consumption is something that's got a rich cultural history in human beings and we you know we seem it as very normal with alcohol doing the drinking with your some friends but god forbid other psychoactives the illegal ones are consumed in a community or social gathering kind of manner with that's bad that's um it's um and yeah you're sort of often like most you'll hear most of the this scathing stigmatization when it comes to drugs um, drug use is with people who are say homeless and consuming heroin they're the ones who often people will look at the most disgust the fear the othering um, the it's um and it's that othering that dehumanizes and doesn't it it's it's a turning away from compassion and a turning towards, you know, you know, a form of disgust, a form of just because, yeah, it's 
because people think that like when we legalize these things that every old person would just be you know finding you know it well here's the thing like we just accept for granted that in our grocery stores or you know supermarkets um we 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 sell you know high highly strong spirits where also people have all their food and we also have that the same with cigarettes and sweets um you know you you walk into a, a shop but we you if you want to go to buy food right just simple nutrition for your body you know one needs to walk past you know this shining advertisement of you know one may say well i i found i don't want to say that one cannot have i don't want to over uh, you know i think that you know that these are pretty they are quite toxic for your body but i i i have used them you know i don't really use them you know regularly now i'm talking about you know like drinking alcohol and um sometimes you know consuming nicotine um but you know that wasn't a thing we always did in the society having you know selling alcohol um in the same shop as them in the same location in terms of a shop establishment with um like food and um you know all your other stuff like that's i can't remember what specific year it was sort of but like you would have like pharmacy like shops where you would that, those sorts of goods you'd have to go to there to buy them you know it's um and like yeah it's maybe i, I don't want to I, I understand i've been talking for a while already but um and i'm like i'm this can take us into like what are sort of future pathways for legalization or you know or you hear decriminalization which just it still doesn't you know still doesn't give one the the freedom to produce these those things for themselves you know to grow them for their own self for their own consumption it's um which is a still you know it's sort of not to my assessment irrational um like, I don't think you should be able to go to your supermarket, you know, and, uh, you know, when you're buying your groceries and your, you know, your food, your, you know, your bread and eggs and whatnot, and then, oh, there's like, you know, you know, there's like a load of, you know, methamphetamine available. I mean, it's, um, I'm even sort of methamphetamine, it's, um, I mean, it's, we should acknowledge that, like, a lot of pharmaceutical, like, say, pharmaceutical stimulants, you know, like Adderall and Ritalin, and, um, you know, they're sort of, you know, in terms of the pharmacological properties, like, it's um, compa comparing that with, um, say, an amphetamine or whatever, it's merely just that, uh, you know, there is obviously a control of dose, there's the... Uh, safety of like understanding what those one is can can get but um i mean that's a whole other separate thing about you know how hmm yeah it's um yeah about like the, the sort of the current current system where it's uh you know pharmaceutical companies who are sort of providing you know the um 
the uh, you know, it's um, providing the uh, psychoaxis. I'm slowing down because I've been talking for a while, <laughs> but um, yeah, anyways, um, yeah, that's been a sort of a long old discussion about um, all stuff relating to addiction, drugs, cannabis, um, you know. I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I understand I may have said some provocative things and, um, and to that sort of thing, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't rigidly hold to any of my sort of views, like, but I, I try and, I try to just come to sort of an understanding, a circling on a haze approximation of what truth is and understand that, like, I have, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, it's a constant error correcting um if you want to put it that way but yeah no um i hope that sort of was okay good 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 um i don't know what i'm gonna make next um a video about something a topic talking i quite like it it's it's um feels just so yeah, it's just, and I also, I'll, I'll make some sort of announcements, kind of, um, there is sort of a Patreon if you want to financially support the podcast, and I'll also look into, you know, setting up other ways to give me money, you know, well, it's a, a donation to a small business, um, well, I don't, I, that's a thing, yeah, business, well, that's... It's, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's just this environment. It'd be nice to, oh, I'm getting well. It's, uh, like, there's that sort of, that, that inherent part of me that's, like, you know, asking for money. Well, it's more, it's just, yeah, if one can financially support one as a means to, it's, uh, you know, much appreciated. You know, I, you know, I'm a, you know, this student, I don't do this to just make money. I think that's been, that's, <laughs> Imagine if that or all that. Yeah, guys, I just I just do this to make money. I don't care about truth or anything like that. It's just it's all just a scheme. It's all just a scheme to see number go up and feel very proud of myself. But yeah, it it just helps with you know affording shit because we yeah. Well, I'm not gonna go into econom economics just yet. Just yeah, that will definitely polarize. Well, I don't think it will polarize. It's again like economics is not. Well, it's it's part of my degree that I do is economic psychology and philosophy. Um, although sort of I've concentrated more, you know, second and third year on psychology and philosophy simply because of personal interest and um, other reasons. Um, um, and also, second announcement, you know, I may be setting up a Discord server soon to sort of, you know, assemble a, you know, group of people who are sort of interested in the same sort of stuff, want to have these sort of same conversations. And that's, that's a cool part, that's a beautiful ass part of the interwebs, um, its capacity to connect, especially in an age of, you know, you could argue digital loneliness or digital alienation which is you know another you know thing to talk about but um yeah anyways see you later